There are no secrets to success, just things you haven't learned yet. And once you learn them, it's up to you to apply them. I'm Jamal, AKA Boss Eagle, billboard charting hip hop artist and music business coach. Join me as we talk digital marketing, social media, technology, and more, and share interviews with industry professionals to help you unlock the secrets and take control of your music career. Because we are the new music business, and this is the Indie Musician Secrets Podcast. What is up? What is up? What is up? Everyone out there, welcome to the Indie Musician Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Jamal, aka Boss Eagle, the Firebird. Hello from uh, snowy Colorado. I hope you all are doing well out there and uh, staying safe and staying warm, staying healthy and uh, enjoying either creating, writing, performing, doing something uh, with your music, even if it's working uh, on stuff on the back end or behind the scenes, hopefully you're still able to um, be working on your music. Uh, if you listen to last the last episode, um, the last episode, um, I kind of talked about the um, you know what the Indie Musician Secrets podcast is. So if you haven't been able to check out that episode, you can go check that out so you can learn um, what this uh, podcast is all about. Um, and in this episode, I wanted to um, share with you a little bit more about me. Uh, who is this guy that you see on these YouTube videos whose email list you're probably on and all these other things? You know, who, who is this guy, uh, Jamal, aka Boss Eagle, um, that is hosting this podcast? And so if you uh, want to learn a little bit more about me, uh, strap, strap in, set, settle in, and I'm going to share a little bit more uh, about me and, and hopefully, um, you know, share some things that'll inspire you or encourage you in uh, your music journey as well. So um, we'll go ahead and get started. So just a little bit about me. Um, I have, uh, I, I am a music artist. Um, so a lot of times you all will hear me say things like that, that, you know, I'm an artist just like you, you hear it in the intro as well. I'm an artist just like you. So I'm in the trenches. I'm going through uh, a lot of these same things you all are. Um, I don't have a label. I'm not on a label. I don't have a manager or anything like that. So I'm the, the kind of the true, uh, indie artist as well. And, um, I always wanted to be a performer. And, um, you know, I'm originally from south of Chicago, from a little place called Harvey, Illinois, which uh, geographically sits just right across the border, just a little bit over the border from uh, Gary, Indiana. So if you're familiar with Gary, Indiana, that's where Michael Jackson and the Jacksons are from. So I like to think, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of talent coming, coming from out of that, uh, out of that region there. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I've always wanted to be a performer. You know, I, I've thought about this here in my adult life, you know, that a lot of times, you know, when we're kids, you know, people will say, oh, I want to be this or we, we think we're going to be that. And like, I think for myself, I can truly say that um, I think it was, I look back, I've always wanted to be a performer. Obviously, I grew up on Michael Jackson and, you know, all, you know, New Edition and LL Cool J and all that stuff. And so it was just always something that really, uh, appeared to me and I started, you know, writing at a young age and I did what a lot of hip hop artists do when we're kids. Like we just like take somebody else's song and we just write lyrics <laughs> over it. You know what I mean? And kind of, uh, within the same kind of rhythm and cadence and all that stuff. But I, I definitely, um, loved hip hop, you know, growing up and grew up on, you know, Snoop and, uh, you know, Naughty by Nature. And, uh, if you, 
know anything about me, you know that Notorious Big uh, is my favorite artist. You know, probably a lot of a lot of hip hop artists I shouldn't have been listening to as as a young as a youngster, but definitely grew up um, on that stuff. And then um, fast forward a little bit to when I was uh, I was a like a young teenager. I actually uh, I wrote a letter to Puff Daddy because <laughs> I was I was a big fan of, of Puffy and Biggie and Mace and all those guys at Bad Boy Records and. Um, I actually never sent it. I, I, I literally wrote a letter and never sent it. And and that's a that's an interesting concept. And it'll it'll come back up here in a little in a little bit when I share a little another little story with you all. But just keep that in mind that I wrote a letter and never sent it. Uh, and I also actually I remember one time I don't know how, but I found the number the phone number to So So Def Records, which is Jermaine Dupree, one of the the best producers of all time in the hip hop genre. He's the one that founded uh, Crisscross. And uh, the ones that you know jump, jump, you know that that group, uh, and and someone answered the phone there, and I and I think if I remember correctly, I think I actually hung up. I was like, ah, I wasn't really expecting somebody to to answer the phone at their offices or whatever. So I think I just hung up, and uh, that was about it. And then uh, later on in high school, I actually, um, I actually kind of started really getting into more pop music. And I remember um, a buddy of mine. He 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 told me we were we we're hanging out at his house, and he's like, he goes, "Hey man, he's like, have you have you heard of that this 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 one girl?" He's like, "I," he's like, "She got this really cool song." He's like, "It's it's not like the stuff we listen to." He's like, "But it's cool and like she's cute and stuff." And uh, that girl happened to be Britney Spears, and that song was "Baby One More Time," and so that pretty much you know, like for a lot of teenage boys, <laughs> got us into pop music. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna leave it at that, but um, yeah, and so I really started getting into a lot of pop music. I became a huge In uh, Sync fan, you know, that's something that you all will learn about me as well, and um, that's kind of important to know uh, because. That was part of the the reason why after I graduated high school, so I moved back to South Chicago um, uh, right before my senior year. I mostly grew up here in Colorado, uh, and I moved back and um, ended up meeting another guy through uh, a connection, uh, one of the coaches on my speech team, and a guy from my high school was holding auditions to um, to put together a singing group that he wanted to manage. And then through that, we realized we had some similar interests in music and stuff. And we were both graduating at the same time and decided, hey, let's let's move to Orlando and start our own uh, our own singing group. And I had a buddy back here in Colorado that had a uh, that was about a year behind me in high school. And so our goal was like, hey, we're going to go out, us two, we're going to go out there. We're going to find two more guys and start to rehearse and everything. And by the time my buddy would graduate, he'd come join us down there. We'd have a five part harmony. So um, I moved to Orlando. Uh, <laughs> just me. <laughs> I was the only one that, that ended up going. And I absolutely loved my time there. Um, it wasn't easy. Um, and, I, and I didn't know a single person. I just, I, I literally, I mean, I put a lot of work into it before I left in terms of, you know, finding a place to live and finding out how to use public transportation. And uh, I was working in, at a, a telecommunications company at the time, and I knew I could transfer my job after uh, 90 days. And so, I think literally like it was like a Tuesday. It was on my three months. I already had my bags packed and uh, jumped on a Greyhound bus and um, kind of went back through uh, Chicago to uh, see my, my grandmother, my great grandmother, and then was on my way to Orlando and got there by uh, that Friday night. And um, and it was a very, uh, very uh, 
it was an, it was an awesome time. There was definitely some tough times too, but I learned a lot, and it was it was it was definitely a lot of growth there. I, I feel like you know I. Um, in terms of my faith, I felt like there was a, some shoe leather added to my faith and just different things that I, I learned about, um, about God and myself. And, um, but it was an awesome time um, living down there and got to have some amazing experiences. Uh, some of them you, you may or may not know, getting to kind of hang out with Mandy Moore a little bit. Uh, Mandy Moore, who is, you know, on the hit show, This Is Us. And, and uh, she's the voice of Rapunzel on the, the, the series uh, Tangled and all that. And so, Got to uh, kick it with her a little bit after her show. If she ever hears this episode, she'll probably be like, who is this dude? Like, she probably would never remember. But um, but anyway, uh, so I moved to Orlando and uh, like I said, I had some great opportunities. And then I ended up moving back here to Colorado and was just working and stuff. And this was right after um, 9-11. So uh, things are really kind of crazy and um, there weren't a lot of jobs and stuff, but I was very um, fortunate to finally end up working uh, at a printing company. And during that time, um, I had applied for school and then uh, ended up attending Colorado State University, um, where I, you know, I majored in political science with a minor in Spanish. And um, still, you know, even even within that, I, I feel like I, I was, there were still those kind of under rumblings of, of this performer, this entertainer. I just, I kind of knew it was there. And that's why, um, so, my sophomore year of college is actually when I kind of first had the vision of, of um, this multi having this multifaceted entertainment company, which I then founded um, in March of 2005, which was my junior year. And that company became 8199 Entertainment, which is where my, you know, uh, little indie imprint record label is and business minded musicians falls under that as well. Um, so like, you know, a, a lot of things like, you know, Def Jam recordings, you know, with Russell Simmons and, those, you know, that was founded in a dorm room in NYU. I felt like I kind of had that, like, hey, I founded my company in a dorm room too. So uh, it was kind of cool. And, um, you know, fast forward a little bit, uh, I started, um, I, I, again, I'd always loved um, writing and, and just, you know, all kinds of things, poetry and, um, you know, stories and stuff and, and, and definitely lyrics. And um, at this time I was working at the university uh, I'd worked in, in banking for a while, and then I was working at the university. And uh, around 2014 is when I um, I ended up writing uh, a verse over a song by an artist uh, by the name of Young Summer uh, featuring, featuring uh, Trent Dabbs. And the song is called Letter Never Sent. So uh, there's that reference back to that letter that I never sent to Puff Daddy, right? And uh, I, I ended up, I, I heard this this song on Pandora, actually, and I was like, man, this song is dope. And it's kind of like a ballad type song, but I ended up um, recording, uh, ended up writing a verse over it, over the instrumental part. And um, that next March, so March of 2015, I actually went in and I, I recorded, I have a friend who has a studio, and I was like, hey, I just want to record this. And and I just put it on SoundCloud and stuff, you know, like that was it. I didn't really know about about anything else. I wasn't really in anything else. I wasn't an artist at that time. Um, and so, like I said, I put it on SoundCloud and it's not there anymore, I don't think. But um, it, it got like thousands of streams. But like I you know, like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing or anything like that. But that was kind of the, the process for me. I just started writing uh, verses over songs that I liked, you know, whether it was you know, there was uh, Lean On by um, by Major Lazer with Mo and DJ Snake. And uh, there was an Alicia Keys song, you know, DJ Khaled's All I Do Is Win. So I would find these songs and I'm like, man, like I just write verses over them. And that kind of 
um, you know, kind of really got me back into that and, and really loving that, that writing. And it was kind of bringing some up, some of those old things up, you know, just those, those aspirations of being that, that performer, that entertainer, you know, that I wanted to be ever since I was a kid and that I moved to Orlando to be. Um, and so in August of 2016, I actually quit my job at the university and that kind of thing doesn't really happen uh, like that way. Usually like people are usually like, Oh, I'm doing my music thing. And then like I get married and I have a family and then I quit that and I go do the normal thing. And I kind of did that backwards. So uh, I'm very thankful for my supportive wife. And, uh, and at the time we had three kids and um, I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this job. And it wasn't like that like you know, overnight kind of thing, but you know, there's a lot more to that story. Um, but I ended up actually uh, resigning in 2016. And then about three and a half months later, um, I got a blood clot in my right lung. And um, it, it's scary, man. Like that was, it was scary. It was a scary time being in the hospital, um, just kind of not even knowing like all of what that meant. And uh, part of my right lung, they told me actually had died. Um, the, the, the blood clot was kind of in one of the lower parts of the, like your, the, the, um, the way your lung looks, it's kind of like a tree with like branches that like branch off as it gets, you know, further and further away from the heart. And so it was, I think, kind of one of the lower branch part areas. And um, it was one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. Um, it was a super um, just kind of dark time um during the time we were actually in the hospital i've shared this too um my wife and i actually suffered a miscarriage as well uh, we lost our fourth baby um while i was in the hospital and i remember that that night it was the first night that i was alone in the hospital um because my wife had been there but then um she had gone home uh to so that she could be with our other other children and that was the kind of that i remember that saturday i went into the hospital on a thursday I remember that Saturday being the, the first night um, that I was there alone and just laying there in that cold, dark uh, hospital room and everything. And um, it was just super lonely. And, you know, and then just after that, just, the you know, trying to recover from that and everything and not really being able to feel like I could, you know, console my wife properly and and grieve properly and everything because I was still recovering and every and everything. So it was just kind of a, a really interesting uh, time period. Um, and then that next January, uh, January of 2017 now, um, is actually when I went into the studio and I recorded my first song. And uh, that song uh, is entitled Firebird. And um, it was it was really kind of kind of like a like a way of kind of like kind of coming out of that, I guess, you know, it was, you know, just from that whole kind of season. And then even after I got out of the hospital, like we all were kind of like had different sicknesses and illnesses and stuff. And um, but going into the studio and recording that and feeling like, OK, like I'm, I'm better and yeah, I've, I've got breath in my lungs kind of thing. And and it was just a really cool feeling um, to, to record that. I remember recording that first song and um, you know, as artists, you know, and producers as well, you, you all know what I'm talking about when I say, you know, you go into Studio B, you know, I remember, uh, so Studio B, for those of you who, who aren't familiar, it's usually like when you go sit in the car, <laughs> you listen to, you listen to your music, like in, in the speakers, because you want to hear what it sounds like in a car. And uh, my old car just does not have like the, the best speakers in the world. So I, I ended up driving to a, uh, 
I ended up going to a car dealership and I talked to one of the sales guys. I was like, so I'm a musician. And, and I was like, I want <laughs> to hear what my song sounds like on like some good speakers. My car's old and it has like crappy speakers. And so this like used, it was no, it was actually like a new car lot thing too. And so he, he's like, yeah, he goes, let me grab some keys. And so the car salesman goes and sits out and he's like listening to my song with me. And, you know, I'm like dissecting it and everything. And so it was really cool. Uh, with that. And so uh, then I, I put the song on uh, iTunes because uh, that's when iTunes was a thing back then. And uh, it was awesome because like right off the bat, I had a million downloads. You know, it was great. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm so just kidding. I had two. <laughs> I literally had two downloads. Uh, but I remember feeling so happy. And and here's the thing. The two downloads I had, one of them was my wife anyway, and one of them was a buddy of mine. But honestly, like, I didn't care. I didn't care at all. I remember that spring um, I was out in L.A. at the ASCAP Expo. If you don't know what ASCAP is, that's one of the PROs, the performance rights organizations here in the U.S. And I went out to their their convention, the conference that year. And I remember sitting there eating lunch on one of the lunch breaks, you know, sitting there overlooking Hollywood and Highland in L.A., and just being like, I'm so happy. Like, I not only have two downloads, and that's not a lot to like celebrate over or whatever, but I was just like, this is what I want to do. Like, I was just so, so pumped, so jazzed about it. And um, originally, I, I, I had thought that um, from Firebird, you know, I may do two or three more songs and maybe kind of release an, an EP. And then just over time, like over throughout the course of 2017, it, it just expanded um, to what actually would end up becoming a full-length LP. Um, and that August, I went to another music conference. I went to the CD Baby conference in Nashville. And CD Baby is, um, as some of you know, it's one of the big, um, one of the big digital distributors for music. Um, and I remember going to that, that uh, conference and just kind of soaking in so much. It was my first trip to Nashville. I absolutely love Nashville. Shout out to all of you who live in Nashville. You're so lucky. I'm just kidding. Um, but I remember one um, one session in particular that I went to. Um, it was called How I Did It. And they interviewed two different artists. And I'll never forget um, the artist. His name is Tyke T. Shout out to Tyke T. He's a hip hop artist uh, from Memphis. And he talked about making the billboard charts. They, like, and I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I was like, I thought that was only for big name artists on labels and all this stuff. And so I'm like soaking up everything. And then I like, as soon as they were done, you know, they asked if people had questions. I like jumped up. I was the first one up, jumped on the mic. And he's like, he gave me a t-shirt. He's like, whoa, he's like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that's, you know, that's a kind of a point to think about, you know, always be first kind of thing. And so then like, I'm asking questions and I'm like, just grilling his manager who's there, like just, just, you know, chatting her ear off, just trying to figure out like, okay, how in the world did you do this and everything? And shout out again to Tyke T for, um, actually when I got back home, like he actually got on the phone with me, which was really, really, really cool. And he kind of walked me through his process and why he did this and, and, and how he did that kind of thing. And I was like, bet. I want to try to do this. Like, I want to try to make billboard charts. Yes, this is my first album. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was like, at that point, going to like a couple open mics. Uh, I did like one kind of radio station uh, visit at actually my alma mater, <laughs> the campus radio. And I did kind of a an interview and, and a small performance there, but it was over the summer. It was that July and like nobody's really on campus at that time, but it was still awesome. And I was still excited to have that opportunity. 
And, um, but that was my goal. Like I was like, I want to try to make the billboard charts. And, and part of that honestly was because, um, I, I did want that resume piece, like to say, man, this is something cool that we were able to accomplish. But one of the other reasons I wanted to do it is because I wanted to show other artists what was possible, even if they didn't have the same goals, even if they didn't want to necessarily do the same thing, just to show indie artists what's possible. So I think even all the way back then, I wasn't even doing business-minded musicians, but I think even back then, I had this like desire to to kind of show other independent artists, you know, what's possible. And so, uh, fast forward a little bit now, from August to November of 2017, um, I actually released uh, my debut album. Um, I did a pre-sale starting November 3rd. I did a pre-sale for about two weeks. And then I had an album release party, um, uh, album release event and listening party at my alma mater at Colorado State University. We rented out the the big uh, student center theater, uh, the 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 theater inside the student union, um, and it was it was amazing. It was like the worst night weather wise. It was like super like cold wind. It's like the Friday before Thanksgiving, but we had like 150 people come out. Like it was crazy. Like I had people coming from like over an hour away that like braved the elements and like people that I like went to middle school and high school with that were, that were just like super excited about what I was doing. And, you know, I was, um, you know, making videos and doing all kinds of stuff. Shout out to my friends, David Priest and Brenda Runback of Shadow Play Films. They helped me make these crazy videos where it was like two of me like me interviewing myself, like me as Jamal interviewing me as Boss Eagle and like talking to myself and stuff. Like it, they were so fun and just so crazy and got tons of views and stuff. And um, and then I uh, did the album release and uh, we sold some, you know, CDs and merch and stuff there. And it was just a, it was a great time. And it took so much out of me. Like I, I think just everything, all my energy and everything had gone into that so much. And then that subsequent uh, sales week for Billboard, which is the week after your album drops. And I was like, so burned out. Like I hadn't checked emails. I hadn't, you know, hadn't done much. Cause it was just like, I think my brain was just like, get to the end of your, your, your sales week. And then it was just, you just kind of crash kind of thing. And so since I wasn't really, you know, responding, checking a whole lot of emails, because I was so just caught up in, you know, the, pr- the promotion of this album, um, I, I was coming back later and going through emails after the fact. And, and I saw an email from um, a rep from Billboard, from the bi- Billboard charts from uh, um, out in, uh, I think he was in New York. And, and he had asked me in an email, like, hey, can we get your information, da, 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 because you know, you may, you may chart, end up charting. And I was like, oh man. And so this was like, you know, now I'm responding to this later. So I just responded back and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you still need this information. I was like, you know, but, but here it is. And, and I was like, also, I was like, do you know if by chance, if I chartered or not, send him an email, he gets back to me. He's like, thanks for the information. Actually. Yeah, we did still need it. He goes, and yes, you did. He's like, you debuted number five on the billboard heat seeker chart for your region and i was like what like uh, you know i had no mixtapes i had no following i um just i had no social media follow. i mean I, I i probably had some accounts but like i i wasn't doing anything i was literally a brand new artist um that just you know i just knew i wanted to make music and i knew i wanted to do some try to do something with it 
but to then find out that like and and he sent me uh he sent me a screenshot and um and i think if you i I probably have that posted in different places um but i have the screenshot of like you know my album debuting like number five and and i'm like are you kidding me and um and it was cool it was kind of uh um you, you know, it's kind of like you, you kind of that, that you worked hard for something. And, you know, of course, it would have been awesome to make the main charts or to make the hip hop charts, or whatever. But I'm like, hey, the Heat Seekers chart for the region, like I will take it all day long. You know what I mean? It was like kind of like, yes, this was some kind of reward for the for the hard work that we'd put in. And that's with no manager, no label, no PR, no nothing. I didn't know how to run ads back then. Um, it was literally just my wife and I beating the pavement and telling people about it and getting in trouble on Facebook and you know what I mean and, and making these videos and you know doing uh, we would do like Facebook lives and like I remember at least one of them I did with my wife on the Facebook live and like having her talk about stuff too so there's like all these things that we were doing um, and it was and it and it paid off you know so it was it was super cool and. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to share too with you all is, you know, I released my first album uh, the day before my birthday in uh, in November of that year. And y'all, that was the, I was 35 at the time. And I know that a lot of times, uh, particularly in music, and, I, and I, I've even seen like artists and stuff, like be so hesitant about sharing their age. I honestly don't care. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if, if people will look at that and be like, man, dude, you're you're old, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I do know is that there's probably, you know, a bunch of you out there who are wondering that same thing. Like, can I still do this? Like, you know, because there's, you know, Ari Hurstan, if you know who Ari Hurstan is, an awesome guy in the music industry, he always talks about old Uncle Joe. Like, your old Uncle Joe will tell you, oh, if you haven't made it by the time you're 21 or 25, you're like, you're, you know, give it up. You know, you're not going to make it. And he's like, stop listening to your old Uncle Joe. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And that's why I have really adopted the whole mentality of the new music business. And that's what we're in. We're in the new music business. We don't have to operate with the mindset of the old, you know, music industry record label system and all that stuff anymore, because we all are going to have our own unique niches and our own unique audiences. And they're going to be people like people who are my age who grew up on hip hop, who grew up on rap. But as you get older and you have kids and stuff, you're like, ah, you know, you don't always maybe necessarily want them to hear certain things. And so then like somebody comes out and it has good music and it's clean and you can really vibe to it. And so I think it, it gives a lot of people that. And then, you know, young folks too and everything. And so it's, it's, it's really cool to be able to have uh, the opportunity to do what I do. So I just want to, that's just a little side note for those of you out there who may be thinking like, oh, you know, I can't do this or whatever, you know, put those thoughts aside, man, and go for it. Cause you know, um, you're only going to regret it if you don't, you know, the, you know, even if that one person comes up and is like, oh, you're old, like who cares? You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to regret doing it because one person thought you were too old. You're going to regret not doing it because you thought you were too old. So um, that's just a little side note there. Um, so like I said, we debuted on the billboard charts. And then after that, I honestly, y'all like, Honestly, I didn't really know what to do after that because it was like, okay, everything was went into that year from January to November of finishing the album, you know, writing it, recording it, you know, the mixing, mastering, the engineering, all that stuff, the 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 promotion, the the billboard charting, all that. And then once I found out that I debuted on the charts, I was like, I honestly don't know what to do now. Like I really did not know what the next step was. So um, what I did was, um, I, I'm also an actor, some of you know that, and I have an agent here in Denver, and so I had to go down 
um, to my agent's office for something uh, to handle some business. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the radio station like that. I, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to go to the radio station. So I went to the biggest radio station, the biggest public radio station here in Colorado, which uh, is Colorado Public Radio. They've now rebranded to any Indy 102.3, uh, but are under the umbrella of kind of that public radio in their NPR station. And um, I went in and this was this was around Christmas time and like no, like hardly anyone was there. And uh, I ended up talking to a young lady at the front desk and I am so sorry, I don't remember her name, um, but I, I took my CD and I was like, hey, um, I don't know, can you guys play, like, play my music? I don't even remember what I said, but she, she's like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we curate local music and stuff. And she's like, you know, we'll, you know, so I'll take it and I'll, I'll give it to the people who, who kind of, you know, who curate and listen to the local music. She's like, you know, uh, a lot of people are out right now because it's Christmas time. And she's like, but you know, we'll have someone get back to you. And so I was like, all right, cool. So then, you know, a little bit of time went by, um, maybe a week or so. I can't even honestly remember. It wasn't, it wasn't very long, but I was like, Hey, I hadn't heard from anyone. So what I decided to do was, um, I was like, well, I want to see who's on now. Like I want to see who's on the radio right now. So I jumped on their website and, and you can see which programmer is on at the time, like whose segment it is. So I found out who it was and I sent her a tweet and I was like, Hey, uh, this is Boss Eagle. I was like, you know, I just I dropped off my CD. Da, 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 da. I was just wondering if you guys had a chance to listen to it. And so she messaged me back. She's like, yeah, we got it and everything. She's like, you know, we're, um, you know, we got to have the person who kind of listens to the local music, curates the local artists, will listen to that and kind of get back to you. And so I was like, all right, cool. So this was, you know, going into the new year. So January of 2018, I'm sitting with a buddy of mine who's an amazing uh, feature filmmaker, and we're we're sitting in his in his office in his house, and so I get a text from a friend of mine who um, is an artist in the area, and she says, you know, you're on the radio, and I was like, oh, cool, 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 and she's just you know letting me know. So we get back to work and everything. She texts me again a little bit later. She goes, you're on again. She goes, you're on heavy rotation, and I'm like, what? So I tell my buddy, he jumps on his computer, he jumps on the radio station website. And uh, there was the, it was the end of my song, Firebird. It was, Firebird was ending. And the, the programmer, the, the DJ at the time, I'll never forget the words. She said, not just any eagle, that's Boss Eagle with Firebird. And I was like, what? Like, this is so crazy. It was like the first time I'd ever even heard like a snippet of my music on the radio. Like it was, it was insane. And so, uh, you know, since then, uh, I've had like, you know, hundreds of, of spins on the radio and, um, gotten to do a lot of really cool things, you know, from having a, you know, a featured album, um, through the radio station at one of the famed record stores here in Denver. I've played, I've played tons of shows, gotten to share the stage with some amazing artists, um, I've played festivals. Um, I've had magazine uh, features, and uh, I've had my—I've had three of my songs appear in two feature films, and uh, and just a lot of really, really cool things. And I don't say that to brag. I don't say that to boast or be arrogant. Um, truly, I, I say that to inspire you. Um, that that my hope would be that that someone out there is listening, and you're thinking like, man, I can't, I can't do this. I can't you know, I, I can't cut through the noise or, um, you know, no one's going to like my music or I'm too old or I have a family. I can't, you know, I, I got to give up this dream or whatever. And, you know, I, I always say that, you know, you have to operate um, within your own life context. 
your life context isn't my life context my life context isn't yours um but you know you you can you'll have to look at you know what's true about your life do you have a full-time job and do you have this you know what responsibilities all that stuff but there are ways to still pursue uh to pursue your dream and pursue that thing that's calling you and like i said i am i'm very fortunate to have um to have a wife who um supports and encourages um my artistry and you know it's not always easy you know because we're artists right so you know sometimes it can be feast or famine and and sometimes there can be, you know, struggles, you know, with, with different things or whatever. And, and there's always that, that battle of, you know, Hey, I, I got to pay for this, but I really want to make a song or I got to go do this, but I really want to be writing right now. Um, but you know, it's, it, it is possible. And, and that's what I want to encourage you all with is that, um, that, that it is possible, um, for you to, to continue to pursue, uh, your dream to be, uh, to be a music artist or a producer a DJ, you know, a manager, you know, what, whatever that is, just, you know, uh, set a course and start finding people who are doing it. I, again, I, I'll say this, you know, all day. I'm so thankful that I went to, you know, those conferences that I went to and have met people like Ari Herstand and Tyke T and Rick Barker and, you know, a lot of these folks that you've, you probably know their names. And so sometimes that may be the first step is just saying, hey, where are the people? Like, where, where, are, the, where are my people? Where are the people like me? And then, you know, buy yourself a ticket to a to a conference or 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 raise some support for it, you know, and 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 try to get out to some of these things and meet some people. Um, and like I said, I mean, I just want to encourage you all that you can do this, too. You know, nothing I've done is like overtly. It's not like overly rare or exceptional. Like people are doing these kinds of things, you know, all the time. It's just that a lot of times we don't we don't see some of the 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 work that's being put in until somebody's already famous or they've already made it and then like we go back and maybe learn about their journey and that's why I kind of want to share that with you and and not to to pretend like I'm somewhere um that I'm not you know I've I've shared with you know with you guys before you know I'm in the trenches with you you know I'm I kind of feel like my my journey right now is one of hey I'm going through these things and maybe I'm a couple steps ahead of you or I've learned some things um, that I want to share and teach, but, you know, I'm, I'm implementing these things too. You know, I've only in the past few years, you know, started learning how to run Facebook ads and, uh, you know, learning about sales funnels and things. And, and these things are really things that, that, um, I feel like have been, uh, super beneficial for me. And they're things that I'm, I'm interested in. And that's why, um, at Business Minded Musicians, which is my brand, the, the things that I focus on most are, you know, digital marketing, technology, social media, miscellaneous music business, and, you know, encouragement, inspiration, because we need that too. So um, I just want to encourage you to, you know, take action. And even when you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. Like I said, you know, for me, I didn't know what to do after my album. I was like, I, I don't know what's next. You know, we made the charts. I was great, but I didn't want it to, to just leave it there. So I just, I walked into the radio station. You know, they could have turned me away. They could have said, we don't do that. I would have never known and and honestly, a lot of the opportunities I've gotten have come from that one visit to the radio station. I kid you not. Like I've been uh, uh, nominated twice for a prestigious music award here in Colorado. It's the Westward Music Awards. I've been nominated twice for best rap solo. Um, the first time I was nominated, I had no clue. Uh, a buddy of mine who's another hip hop artist, he, he, he told me at an event one time, he's like, hey, man, congratulations. I was like, for what? He's like, you got nominated for best rap solo for the Westward Music Awards. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And 
um, how I found out how that happened was I went into the radio station, back to that same radio station to do an interview and to perform in their performance studio, uh, which is an awesome opportunity. And I asked the, the programmer, I said, hey, do you know anything about that? And she said, yeah, I nominated you. <laughs> you know, uh, being a part of the, the Denver Music Advisory Panel, which is a, a board that seeks to, to, you know, help, you know, music related communities grow. I've been, you know, fortunate to be a part of that since 2018. And the way that I became a part of that is um, the, the, the director and uh, they were they were driving around. They heard my song Baby on the radio. They called the radio station was like, who is that? And they're like, oh, that's Jamal. They're like, we love him. He does all this other stuff too. They, they, so then they end up like stalking me on Facebook and YouTube and all that. And they reached out to me and they're like, hey, uh, we would like you to be a part of this. So that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, it's like, you know, just, just even when you don't know what to do, just, just do what you know to do. Just make videos, email people, go to the radio station, post stuff, um, do whatever you can to get your music out there because I, I do believe that your audience is out there and they're waiting for you and it's up to you to deliver your music to them. So I hope this, uh, this episode of this podcast was helpful for you. Sorry, this one went a little bit long. I'll try not to have uh, the episodes be this long uh, with exception to maybe some of the interview uh, style podcasts, some of the interview episodes, but I did just want to share a little bit about me. And like I said, hopefully some part maybe of my, of my journey in this, you know, last 40 minutes or so has been inspirational to you and that you can take something out of it and, um, you know, apply it to, to what you're doing. And if you need more, or if you want more, um, I do have, um, tons of resources on the website. So if you go to businessmindedmusicians.com, that's businessmindedmusicians.com. I have a whole resources page there. Um, you can access some of my free uh, documents as well. Some of my free resources, the artist resource guide, volume two, uh, the Spotify audit for artist guide. Those are completely free for you. You can get those there as well. You can check us out on YouTube. Uh, just go to business minded musicians on YouTube. I'll be posting videos there. Obviously, there's the podcast here. And um, yeah, I just I hope to continue to share my journey. Hopefully, as you learn more about me and I learn more about you, I can learn uh, more about how I can how I can help you grow uh, in your music career and in your journey as well. So uh, keep rocking, uh, keep writing, keep recording, uh, keep getting out there, keep making music um, and keep having the mindset that uh, we are the new music business because that's what we are and you can do this. So, all right, I'll talk to you all on the next episode. God bless. Peace. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow the Indie Musician Secrets podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, and make sure to leave us a rating and review. Also, share this episode with other indie musicians you think it would be beneficial for. And for more helpful resources to help you grow your music business, visit us at businessmindedmusicians.com. I hope this episode has served you. We'll talk to you on the next episode.